Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Bryce. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB presents information from and about accredited businesses so that consumers are better informed about products and services that they're purchasing. With our extensive use of the internet, there are sadly always new scams. There's a new twist to the phishing scam that could steal your Google password. It has to do with photos. Stay tuned for more information later in the program. And an everyday convenience that we take for granted is our garage door opener. And later we'll talk to someone whose business it is to make sure that it works when you push that button. Our first guest this morning is also involved with doors and windows. We welcome Chris George, president of Douglas Windows and Doors. Welcome to Ask BBB, Chris. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Chris, you know, when we're thinking about um, windows especially, and the winter season is, is coming soon, what are some of the reasons homeowners should really consider looking at and replacing their windows? The first thing people always uh, call us for new windows, uh, like the reason is, is simply that, you know, especially right now during the, the COVID pandemic, they've spent a lot of time on the inside of their homes staring at their uh, less than, than attractive windows, uh, you know, to get fresh air. They, they don't open well or at all. And so functionality is, is a major part uh, of the reason to, to purchase windows. Uh, I guess an added benefit is the energy efficiency and the savings in your, your heating and cooling bills. And then you know, curb appeal, to, to look at a home, uh, the windows of your home are, are really accent pieces in, in most cases that you know, with brand new windows and doors, with a new different uh, glass options and grill options and color options, uh, and stylistic options of windows, you can really put your own kind of uh, you know taste, if you will, to the uh, to your home and uh, make your home a lot more attractive. Which it does increase the the home's value as well. Chris, can you just expand a little bit on some of the advances in energy efficiencies in windows and the the, the kind of the choices that we might be uh, faced with? Sure. Um, Energy Star is constantly raising the bar for window manufacturers uh, trying to achieve a, a much more efficient home. So uh, in 2020, Energy Star has raised the energy rating to 34. And that number is a bit arbitrary for most people, but it's a very high energy efficient number uh, that most window manufacturers have a very difficult time achieving. Um, and so what, what we have now are different coatings on the glass. Low E coating or low emensivity glass has been around for years. Uh, they now have a new one uh, that is actually on the interior of the home. So the actual, when you're standing in the home, when you touch the glass, you're actually touching on a low E coating if you go this route. It's called Indium 89 or I-89. So Indium is actually the, the coating that is on most of our, our cell phones. If you have an iPhone or an Android phone, it's a coating that you, you can't see. It doesn't scratch. But what it does is actually helps to refract all the heat from your furnace inside your house, as well as your air conditioning cool. So it's really kind of making the interior of our home a bit of an ecosystem, if you will. And uh, as some would say, uh, Cardinal Glass is a, is a major manufacturer all across North America. Uh, in my last tour of their plant over in, in Indiana, uh, they've basically said they've reached, almost reached the maximum energy efficiency of glass. Uh, 
Uh, what they're really now focusing on is the, I guess, the technology piece. So, um, you know, for instance, using your windows as a television projector. So you, you, in the future, you may not have a television. You'll actually, your windows will, will frost and turn into a bit of a, of a television projector. Uh, as well, you can have it so that, uh, you know, you flip a switch and your window goes from clear to frosted or clear to tinted. You flip that switch again, it goes back to clear. Uh, they, they've got uh, different, uh, you know, technology built in the windows where you have no physical mini blinds in the glass but again you flick a switch and you see the blinds go down it's it's really interesting technology that's coming forward uh, and again energy efficiency is is really optimized at this point chris you know i've also seen lately there's a, a lot of different designs for windows you know like before a window would open a certain way and then that was just the way that it opened and now we're having like patio doors that can T like that can angle at totally different ways or you know like I've seen even some windows that are on a, on a roof that are slanted that can open and close in, in different ways to let the air flow through is this like are there a lot more options in the market now for even just you know how to open and like let air into your home uh, there is, and it's uh, it's very Canadian of us to to be kind of slow to the uh, uh, to the newest technology and the newest um, advancements in how windows operate. People from California have had the panoramic bifolding doors that that fold into one another and give you large spaces of of opening. They've had those for years. You know, the European influence as well is really coming into Canada with the European tilt and turn. Um, you know, lift and slide. And when I say lift and slide, we can actually do a 16 foot wide patio door in only two panels. Once people spend so much money on a window and a door and they really have what they like, like what should they be looking at in terms of maintenance of those windows and doors? The, the maintenance is, is fairly straightforward. If you have a sliding style of window, you want to make sure that the track is clear of debris. Uh, you know, uh, the, if you have an operating casement, uh, like a crank out style of window, you might want to lubricate the, the cranks, you know, once a year. Um, as far as the glass is concerned, soap and, and water, you know, so maybe some, some Windex. You know, don't take your pressure washer and try to pressure wash the outside of an operating window because it is as efficient as these are against water and that you won't get it in your home, it's not a submarine hatch. It's, it's, it's a window. So if you use a high power pressure washer, there's a good chance you're getting a little bit of water in regardless of the window. Uh, and again, nothing earth shattering, just keep the operation of the window free of debris and don't use any type of harsh chemical and do it yearly. When we sit down with um, a window consultant, uh, how long does it take to sort of assess all of the options that you have there? And how do we compare quotes then once we have quotes on our window replacement? We always recommend people get three quotes as, uh, you know, it's kind of a rule of thumb. Go with, you, go with your gut when, when you get your quotes. Um, do your own research. Online research is, is the easiest thing to do with the Google reviews, the, the Better Business Bureau reviews, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, just check references and uh, you'll, uh, you, you won't go wrong if, if you go with your gut. It's, it's not rocket science. It's, at the end of the day, it's vinyl, glass, hardware for the product. 
and and then the person in front of you is the representative of the company that that is going to be putting holes in your house for lack of a better term so you got to be comfortable with the person and they have to present themselves in in a, in a in a proper way you know um uh, sh- we we show our wsib every single time we, we show our better business bureau accreditation every time we show our uh, liability insurance every time these are things that, that some of the cheaper companies uh that are trying to cut corners these are some of the areas where they they definitely cut corners um so I can, if i can imprint on 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 the the listeners the one thing is just get three quotes and go with your gut. Price can't be the most the most important thing um, because you know you'll get what you pay for. You've helped us see into the windows and door uh, replacement that we might be considering, and we want to thank you very much for your time here this morning on Ask BBB. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Chris George, the president of Douglas Window and Door Inc an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. You'll find them in the BBB directory when you search Windows. The ups and downs and ins and outs of garage doors after the short break. Welcome once more. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB serving Western Ontario. Your garage door opener is something you don't really give much thought to until it doesn't work. And then you need help immediately. Our guest now is Brian Lamkin, General Manager at Stewart Overhead Door Company in Delaware. Welcome to Ask BBB, Brian. Thank you, Monica. So Brian, really a garage door is something that we take for granted. Are people surprised sometimes to hear how many times a garage door opens and shuts in a year? Isn't it something like 1,500 times on average? That, that is correct. And uh, that actually that number is, uh, is growing. Uh, the garage door has uh, become the, the new front door for any home, uh, being utilized by uh, children to gain access to the home when uh, the parents are not home. Um, you know, with, uh, with garage doors, it's the largest moving part uh, in any house. And it, it is a very dangerous piece of equipment if it's not properly serviced or maintained. So how long should we expect the garage door and the opener uh, to last us, Brian? Well, typically a, a garage door the slabs itself, the outside panels, you know, should last about 20 years. And uh, and if it's properly maintained as well. Uh, so it does have to get serviced regularly uh, to ensure all components um, are, are replaced that have been worn. Um, and uh, the operators are, are both the same, um, about 20 years uh, for an operator, provided it's a good quality operator that's out there. Uh, as we all know, there's different material that's available out there when we go out to buy as a consumer. Uh, we have uh, less expensive, inexpensive products and we have more expensive products. We find that the, the more expensive products have a little more um, uh, longevity uh, for it. Um, so as selection of the proper operator for garage door is just as important as the garage itself. So you mentioned maintenance. Is there anything in particular that we should do to maintain our garage door? Yeah, as a, as a homeowner, there's, there's things that you can do, um, uh, which would be inspect the garage door for, for moving parts. Um, and we don't really recommend people touching the parts uh, because there is some dynamics uh, that uh, are with the cables and the springs. And some people can get seriously hurt if you don't understand the dynamics. Uh, removing a parts may impact something else and you could uh, injure yourself. Things that uh, you can do as a homeowner, um, 
find a lubricant. Uh, and there's many different lubricants out there in the market. What you're looking for specifically is something that penetrates, lubricates, and actually has a rust inhibitor. And you want to lubricate uh, the uh, springs uh, and any moving components like your hinges. The other thing that you could do is on an annual basis is test the safety features to make sure the reverse function works uh, properly on the physical operator itself. Uh, and if you see anything that is out of the norm uh, and, and not working properly, I would highly recommend you call a, uh, a company that has certified technicians, um, which we do have through the Canadian Door Institute. They have the experience, the expertise to ensure that the door is operating properly with the door and the electric operator. What are some of the common problems that, that arise with doors? Most commonly is a broken spring and springs are based on cycle life. Um, and once they hit that, reach that cycle life, they are going to break. The other thing that's very common is uh, the cables actually breaking. Uh, they usually break at the very bottom uh, where it's a little more susceptible to salt and, and, and uh, moisture um, and the cable would actually physically break. Um, if any of those uh, broken cable, broken spring, you know, it's just, it's something that uh, is part of ma maintaining that piece of equipment. So there's also been some changes in technology. We think about, you know, garage door openers before which just a remote. Now you can even connect that to your vehicle. Um, are there any other features that are available that have changed that, you know, people could consider as part of updating their garage door? Well, oh, 100% uh, technology has just gone tenfold in the, in, in the business. Uh, nowadays, most garage door operators, uh, we use a manufacturer called LiftMaster. Uh, they have what they call MyQ technology. And it's basically an app that you would actually have on your phone to operate your garage door. Um, and you could actually get notification when that garage door opens um, and if the door is actually closed. You could actually close it from that application from your cell phone while sitting on the beach in, uh, uh, in Florida. Um, uh, there's also some add-in features that LiftMaster has created for in-house. Uh, so you could actually turn on and off lights, uh, let it be uh, hardwired or just a plug-in light. So there's many different options with the technologies available today. Let's just talk about the door itself. Uh, in our case, the bottom panel is rusting. Can you just replace one panel or do you have to replace the whole door? Yeah, so a lot of bottom panels do get rusted out over a period of time. Uh, there is some manufacturers out there that do have a little bit of a warranty with that. Um, but it is a, a common thing that does happen from over a longer period of time. Uh, you can paint the garage door. Uh, highly recommend that you don't use uh, trem clad, uh, something that uh, has a steel. Most people would think that a steel door requires steel paint. In reality, that there is actually a chemical that interacts with the powder coated paint that's already on the garage door, and it can actually make it worse, and things can come off in strips. What we recommend is actually slightly sanding off the garage door where the rust marks are, and using a great latex paint premium quality, and then paint the garage door. In some circumstances, you can get replacement sections, depending if the manufacturer hasn't changed the uh, profile. And what I mean by profile is the top and bottom joints where they meet together. Um, and there is some options in that where we can actually just replace the bottom section. But depending on color, they, it could also show as a, a bigger 
change in color from a brand new color to a faded color if it's been in for several years. So there is some things to consider uh, when making that decision. So when we need to call for garage door repair, um, yes. you know, what's reasonable to expect in terms of charges, especially knowing that most of the times this is an emergency and people need to get out of their garage? That's a, that's a good question. We have uh, three service trucks just for service in the London area uh, for residential service every single day. And we have several on the commercial side of the business. Schedule employment is, uh, is very easy with us. Our, our service rate is just under $100 plus parts. Most common repairs are cable replacement or spring replacement. That will add another $20 to $100 to um, uh, your, uh, your final invoice. Um, you can go to us, contact us directly uh, through at 519-652-8312 or you can visit us at www.stewartdoor and uh, you can actually um, uh, create a call to us via email and you could also include uh, pictures as well of the emergency. Typically, we run uh, Monday through Friday for our residential service calls, um, and we put our priority to customers that are maybe trapped in the garage. So we try to be as flexible as we can to make sure that we get all our clients looked after in one day. Brian, it's time to close the door in this conversation. We want to thank you very much for your time this morning and joining us here on Ask BBB. I appreciate the time, Jim and uh, Monica. Brian Lamkin is the general manager at Stewart Overhead Door Company Limited in Delaware and a BBB accredited business with an A-plus rating. Search garage doors in the BBB directory to find them. We all love to share our photos, but not our passwords. Stay tuned to learn how one can lead to the other. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, we have one word about your pictures, and that word is caution. That's because there's a new scam out there that appears to be from Google. It says that someone has shared a photo album with you but it's really a phishing scheme that's after your password. We all love to get pictures and send pictures of the things and people that matter in our lives. So it's very natural to click on the link to view shared photos. This scam, like so many phishing scams, looks very real. The URL is very convincing, unless you look very closely. The problem is when you click on the view photo link, it opens your web browser and prompts you to log into your Google account. If you enter your information, you're giving scammers your username and password. Con artists can now access your Google email account as well as any other accounts that use the same login information. Woo, <laughs> that could happen so quickly and, and then you'd be busy changing passwords. So Monica, what do we do to protect ourselves? Well, first of all, never click on links in unsolicited messages. These websites may look very official, but they are infected with malware. And if you don't know and trust the person who sent you the message, don't click on any of the links. Sometimes that message comes from somebody that I, I might know, right? Well, that is another thing to consider. Be wary of any message that comes from a friend but seems a little bit out of character. Maybe the message comes from an old coworker who just contacts you out of the blue. It may have originated from their account, but they could be victims too. Another thing scammers like to do is cause alarm to create urgency. You might get a message that indicates you're in a compromising video, 
or your password needs to be reset, your account is in danger of deactivation, or some other dire situation that needs immediate attention. If it seems unlikely, then watch out. As you mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, a new twist on the phishing scam, and, and there are tips on the bbb.org forward slash phishing scam where you can read more about the common phishing scams and, and how to avoid them. Yes, if you've been a victim of this or any other phishing scams, be sure as well to visit the bbb.org website and under Scam Tracker, you can report the scam and what you have seen or experienced with it. And that can help others to spot the scam as well before it's too late for them. And speaking of late, we're out of time for this episode of Ask BBB, Monica. If you have a question or a guest suggestion, please send us a tweet at hashtag AskBBB. And if you're interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, visit us online and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.